Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio. And I hope you will go back to the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio, so that you can get links to my awesome, kick-ass, witchy guest today. But before I get around to introducing you to her, I first, let's all just say in our hearts and in our minds, a prayer of thanks and deep, deep gratitude for Salmina and Michael, who have paid for this show to have better sound quality than ever. Yay! <laughs> it sounds good to me. I haven't listened back to it yet, but um, I was trying to tell. I'm not. I was trying to tell Joey, our host or our guest host today. Uh, I got all choked up trying to tell her that like somebody had just donated a lot of money to the show because I had mistakenly thought it was $10 a month to upgrade and come to find out it was $40 a month. So Michael, thank you so much for sponsoring two and a half months of Hippie Witch. I really appreciate it. And thank you, Samina, too, for breaking the seal on the donations. Thank you all. Um, And we really have to move on today because Joey Morris is on the show. I'm sorry, I'm surprised. Welcome, Joey. Thank you for having me. Hi. Hi. It's the Joe and Joe show today. Yep. <laughs> Joe's all around. <laughs> for those of you who don't know who Joey Morris is, she is, the first thing I think of when I think of Joey is Crafty Witch. And I mean that in the most literal sense. She crafts the most beautiful Spell, spell work, really, for herself, but then Starry-Eyed Supplies is an online witchy shop she owns, so I don't even know, how do you find the time to make all of these magical things, Joey? Are you just, like, waking up and crafting, crafting, crafting? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I bet, I, get, I bet. Yeah, I get up at half five every morning with the, with the sun, and I'm usually crafting by half six, so yeah, <laughs> pretty much all day, yep. Your shop is so magical. I wrote down some of the names of some of the products you sell just to give people, because this show is audio, an idea. You have to go look at the items. Um, But just to give you an idea of the care that is put into each thing that she makes, I'm going to share some titles of some of the things, and that'll give you an idea. Um, Dark Crow of War Spell Cauldron. Bone Queen Spell Orb, which I find particularly attractive um seasons of trees smudglings for all seasons that is i love it um rulers of the wild wood spell orb star child spell cauldron um so many other things but 
I, I know you put so much love and care into each and everything you create. Oh, absolutely. I'm glad that you picked some titles. I like naming them so they have really grand titles. I like doing that. <laughs> you do. I can tell. I can tell. Um, the spell cauldrons are pretty unique and cool. You want to tell us what those are? Uh, the spell cauldrons are actually a candle in a in a sort of cauldron form, and the idea behind them is that you are looking into a cauldron. So when you hover over and look down, it's like looking into a little cauldron, and then the theme, depending on which cauldron you're looking at, should be reflected as you're looking down into it. So if you have something for like the night sky that should be reflected back up at you and like looking into a cauldron of the night sky. Ooh, that's witchy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love to, um, that you share the process. A lot of the, you share often how you do, how you make these creations. So you sell them, but you also teach people how to do them themselves. You have a series on your YouTube channel, um, called Working Witch Spellcraft. You have a series that I actually think of you first when I think of you on YouTube, I Can't Witch Without. And they're like little, I think of them as video love letters to the specific ingredients that you use oh, in your practice. Yeah, that you use yeah. in your practice. It's really interesting and informative. And then you also do something, you have a series um, called Healing Witch, and, oh, yeah. which are discussions about... I think it's more what I do here on Hippie Witch, actually. It's often got that, like, psycho-spiritual bent that I relate so much to. Um, and then you do a whole host of other things. So I really wanted to focus in today on crafting and how someone who's maybe just really new-agey and doesn't really get the whole witchcraft thing, like what they might learn from someone like you and why you take such a hands-on approach to um, working magic, like why do you do that? Why do you put together these elaborate, gorgeous spell orbs, for example? Well, I think what everybody can relate to, regardless of whether they practice witchcraft or if they're just coming at it from a new agey perspective, is having a deep love of what they're looking at and, and feeling and what they are crafting with their own two hands and I think a lot of us relate through earth and now I call it earth magic but other people might not call it magic they might just be feeling the vibrations of the earth or feeling the life force of the world around us and to really get your hands on and, and really create things can be a really rewarding experience because you're sort of creating your own art forms and whatever art form that takes uh, it's it's coming from a place deep within you because it, it comes from a place of, of love. So if you love what you're doing and then you sort of put that into a physical practice, then you're sort of creating uh, little connections between you and, and the world around you. Mm. And in terms of sort of earth magic and, and herbal magic and bringing that into it, because that has a large part of what I do. So for herbal blends and incenses and all of that good, good stuff, you can um, really get your hands into uh, herbal magic and herbalism, or just looking at the uh, metaphysical properties, but also the medicinal properties of, of herbs and flowers and bringing that all on board to create something and, 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 
looking at this thing that you've created gives a real sense of accomplishment at the end of the end of it thinking oh I, I did this I created this and and it can it really enrich your life as you are using your hands and, and really creating and <laughs> is it oh my physical God. on radio no <laughs> I'm doing no, physical hand motions you just taught me something actually I am like so going there all of a sudden I'm realizing it's about being the little god to the big god how we're all you know we're a piece of the divine and it's about being a creator and at the end you know especially if you're creating something if you're intending something that feels outside the realm of possibilities for you like you're using the law of attraction for example but it's for something Mm -hmm. that feels just really big Um, And it might be something that's a long-term process of bringing into manifestation. At the end of crafting something, uh, you have a manifestation of it, something to look at and hold. And, oh, my gosh, I have goosebumps, Joe. I totally just got why you do what you do. Um, (laughs) I don't know why that didn't occur to me on such a deep level before, but listening to you, it just kind of came together in my mind on another level here. Absolutely. And if, if people are struggling with elements of control, it can, it can help really center you. So if, if, if you're struggling with uh, sort of, I talk about depression a fair bit on the channel because I understand it a, a great deal. So if you're struggling with something along those lines and you need to sort of bring a little bit of a control aspect to your own life, it can give you a little bit of a sense of order and structure, sort of just give yourself a bit of balance as well. So mm. you sort of go, it's sort of like an internal process as well as an external process. It can Absolutely. be quite meditative. Yeah, it's that as within, so without. I like, too, that you can work from the outside in, that doing mm-hmm. something physical um, and tangible will, will have an impact on, on you on the inside. I think, too, for people, witchcraft, in my opinion, is the art of spirituality. It's, I notice a lot of really creative people are drawn toward it. It's an awesome practice for expressing yourself in that way. So I think if somebody's maybe working with vision boards and affirmations and scripting and things like that, but they're very creatively inclined that that almost the next natural progression for them is to be like, well, what, how else can I apply my creativity? I've cut out pictures of magazines. I've glued it to the wall, but I want something more poetic. Um, because I think that poetry and I think what you do is a kind of tactile, visual, it involves all the senses actually when I think about it. It's, it's a more uh, multidimensional kind of poetry and that speaks to the deep, deep psyche far beyond language or even the visual. Absolutely. And it's something that anybody can really do for themselves and for other people. And you can, you don't have it doesn't have to be what I do it can be art it can be poetry it can be however you want to express yourself in a sort of physical form um, and it's something that I think a lot of people can really benefit from mm. yeah what about people that just don't well there could be two people I feel like that might not want to take the time to create people that are just really really busy 
Um, they're more like a witch on the go type of person. I use a lot of witch on the go techniques, like little mudras I can do like in my pocket when no one's looking, <laughs> um, setting intentions when I'm driving in my car. Like I do a lot of that kind of thing. Uh, and I know some people are just so crazy busy with day jobs and being parents and so many plates up in the air. So for someone like that or someone who's like, I just don't feel called to create you know, this whole detailed, <laughs> elaborate <laughs> thing, you know, like, but they want that in their lives. Is it ethical? Is it, is it spiritually legal to go like to some witchy shop and buy something online? Like, can't they take advantage of someone else's special gift? Because we all have different gifts. Like, um, is that kind of the, the uh, <laughs> you're laughing at me. <laughs> is that kind of, <laughs> Is that kind of the reason that you have your store, Starry-Eyed Supplies? Uh, I started the store because people asked me to. So it, in a fashion, yes. <laughs> um, and I think that often when we go to other witches or people who are spiritually inclined and they're selling physical things, we are partly supporting what they do and their ethical stance and their creativity. And I see nothing wrong with that. I do that all the time. Uh, I, I can't draw at all. So when there are people who are in the, in the communities and they're producing incredible artwork or incredible paintings, and I, like, I, I want some of that in my spiritual room so I can focus on that visual and bring that energy in, I will absolutely support that. And... Mm-hmm. As I see absolutely no problem in it. You you you're purchasing something and you then take that that item and then you go ahead and work with it. So it's come from someone else and it's infused with their energy and maybe you've had a hand in the creation process. You've said what you would like and they've gone away and created it. And then you bring it into your practice and you then go ahead and use it the way that you do it. So you take it into yourself almost maybe not literally but uh yeah it it becomes a part of your practice because of the way that you use it the way that you visualize the way that you even apply whatever it is that you've purchased is going to be different to how anybody else would so yes I totally get that (laughs) it's allowed (laughs) (laughs) um you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of reading a book because oh, first yeah. the author puts their, they create this world, but I don't think any two people read the same book because each person that picks it up is applying their own imagination and bringing their own energy to it. So I believe books are very magical that they take on the energy of the person reading it. So I can see how it's kind of a collaboration. You create this product and then the person that purchases it gives it life. And it becomes it becomes their own. So no two people buy a spell cauldron, <laughs> even though it's they're both called the Star Child Spell Cauldron. My Star Child Spell Cauldron is going to be different than Annika's or Kellyanne's spell, <laughs> Star Child Spell yeah. Cauldron. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, they are all very inevitable inevitably a little bit physically anyway but it's it's like what you were saying when you when you're reading a book you're hearing the voices the way that you think they would sound and then when you sit and think about it everybody else who's reading that book is going to hear of voices 
that sounds really bad, but hear the voices <laughs> of their characters, uh, the the way that they think they would speak. So it kind of crosses over like that. So mm-hmm. the way that some a magical product is speaking to you, the, the voice that you get is going to be different from how anybody else hears their particular candle or spell oil or talking to them. So, yeah, I like I that. I think we're... I think we're in a whole new world of um, witchcraft, which is really the idea for this month's theme is like cyber witches. I was just thinking about how we share our practices and we take from each other and we give to each other. And in this strange way, it's like this giant virtual coven. Um, Some of us even meet, you know, through Skype and Google Hangouts to do rituals and for someone that has a witchy shop, I think it's really valuable that your customers can watch you make things on YouTube. And I'm imagining they, they come to your shop because they love your energy. You have a lot of integrity, authenticity, honor. Those are words I think of when I think of you. So we get a sense of your energy. We know it's not just some, you know, slap together a production line because it looks cool to put rose petals in the wax. We know, we know who you are in a, in a way because you present yourself so authentically. Thank you. <laughs> That's the idea. Uh, I, I like it very, very much being on YouTube with, I mean, YouTube came first with sharing things and everything and the store came afterwards, but YouTube and, and talking to people about, the, the stories behind products and, and the energies behind products and even sometimes the creation and things behind them, it, it becomes a relationship. And I think that's really important when you are engaging in sort of spiritual creations of any kind is, is that forming of, of connection and relationship to the people who are uh, coming to you for a, for a service or for help or for a physical item or whatever it might be. Yeah. And people, too. You do custom work for people, as far as I know. Is that true? I do. Yeah, I do a lot of custom work, yeah. It's my favorite. It's the village witch. We (laughs) live in a global village. We used to have to, like, ride out in the buggy to the edge of the forest and knock on the scary door and wait for the old lady to come out. And now we see this beautiful (laughs) young woman on YouTube, and we're like, hey, can you make me something? (laughs) I might have a scary door. You never know. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> when you create something, whether it's a custom order or maybe it's different for custom orders. When you're creating something, do you do spell work as you're creating it or do you hold an intention? Do you use a certain kind of music or instance? Like how do you set the stage for what you create product-wise? Not for your own practice, but for other people. Uh, for other people, uh, I start off with a, f- a physical written plan, and that will include anything that they have specifically requested or anything they have mentioned. So I will take notes, and then I will usually just uh, write whatever comes to me first. So it starts off as a sort of a written blurb if you like about about ideas and feelings and quite often from that I'll get herbs or, or colors or or the title often starts there the title often comes first and then following that um, I'll sit and I'll meditate and, and I'll see if I can get 
meditative images from from the energy of what I'm looking at and from what I'm feeling. And it's basically like weaving a story. You might start with uh, an idea or a concept or a line of text, but it starts conjuring up images and, and feelings and even full-blown stories in some cases. There's certain products on the store that have a whole blown whole full-blown story behind them and it's, it's mad but I love it and I love that creation process and that often connects to the people who the items are for because you're getting a sense of their story interweaving with your story and it's a really wonderful process of of then taking taking those images and taking those words and taking those uh, vibrations if you like and then creating physical items and quite frequently I will talk or sing to the items as I'm creating them and that's the way that I sort of create a connection to the items and I will infuse products with energy and intention and I'll do it physically with my hands as well but the sort of vocalization I'm quite a vocal witch I think think that probably comes across so singing and talking and 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 using my voice in such a way is one of the main ways in which I uh, infuse products with energy and intention and and it's like telling the story to the product and giving it a little sense of life and and sense of this is this is who you are little product this is what Aww. you're going to do <laughs> and that it's sort so of thing personal. So. it's so personal it makes me want to run over to your store and buy something <laughs> <laughs> it's so, i just love that i love that it feels different um you know i save your favorites on a kind of wish list mine is super duper duper crazy like insane um and i do buy things every once in a while but there's like thousands of items and a lot of them are witchy and um, I, I have to know about the person if I'm going to buy a, a magical product from somebody um, and largely you just explained why um, it's a different thing it's a different feeling personal Absolutely. you get the sense of the energy yeah uh, I'm not going to we don't have enough time to get into your work some more again direct people to an interview that you did uh, Ember Honey Raven because you guys get in depth about that you talk about it so often on your YouTube channel um, which uh-huh. I did link to in the description page uh, for people that want to find you can you tell them how to find you anyway in case they don't want to go back to Blog Talk Radio <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me at uh, well you can find me on my store is starryeyedsupplies.co.uk uh, on Facebook it's facebook.com forward slash starry eyed suppliers uh, and all the videos and things are always linked on both of those so if you have trouble finding me on youtube you can find the links through there but uh i'm joey morris on youtube which is a starry eyed little lady <laughs> on on uh, youtube but it's probably easier to go to the starry eyed supplies supplies facebook or uh the, the store and on any products you'll see a video like down the bottom and you can just click that and you'll find my channel and then you can <laughs> nice. find many many things on there yeah you're easy though you're easy to find joe just put in joey morris witch in the search All box that. on youtube yeah. and you'll find you'll see her cute face popping up here there and everywhere um but the thing about the morgan that i did want to touch on i'm excited to have you on the show because most of my listeners know I don't 
I do have like I more of a totem goddess. I like to work with Athena, who I think of as the queen of swords, kind of like a tarot totem kind of thing. But I don't worship a goddess and I don't work with a goddess the way that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited to have a different perspective. That's the whole point in having guests on the show. And you are very reverent and respectful and in awe and wonder of the Morrigan. And I, the question I have for you is, do you think that that's a product, you live in England, do you think it's a product of being on Celtic land and being surrounded with that mythology? Um, or why do you, why? <laughs> that's my question. <laughs> why, Joey? Why the Morrigan? Oh, God. Because uh, <laughs> she showed up one day and that was it. <laughs> um mm. I don't know if it's being surrounded by Celtic lands, although I think it may help. Uh, I'm half Welsh, actually, so there is a, a Celtic heritage there, but some people refuse to allow the English to have the Celtic in heritage it's, if you're oh, not Irish or Welsh. Some people don't like it, but I, I think there's an intermingling and it's, it's more global. I mean, we talked these, we talked about how we're a global community uh, in other ways so it makes sense that the morrigan would go global <laughs> but right i think i think it, it it helps being in the in the countryside uh of england or of ireland or of wales and uh, you can definitely feel uh feel connected to the land i think it helps for sure but uh there are people overseas who connect to the goddess morrigan and and feel her connection just as strongly so they do it without being in England. Um, as for why, I think literally, literally she came, she came, she arrived, she announced, and I was just like, wow, <laughs> and in awe and, and felt connected. And it was right for me at that time. And that's been the story ever since. Um, Can you I did... tell people that really have no idea what you're talking about? Um, I do because I listen to you, but otherwise I would not. What do you mean she came to you? What does that mean? Uh, I worked in the abstract with abstract God and goddess energies for many, many years. And uh, one year I decided I really wanted to know who my matron goddess was, who I'd been praying to, if you like, for, for all these years. Um, and I had a very, very strong visualization within meditation of the Morrigan. Uh, although it was a little bit, a little bit cloak and dagger for, for a while, a little bit figure it out. And, and it, it wasn't immediately obvious that it was her. And then it was kind of all these clues to figuring it out. And then a very strong meditation where she came forth and, revealed who it was in the end mm. if that makes sense yeah how many how long has this been because I've as far as I know um as far as I've known of you you've been speaking about the Morrigan mm, uh, three or four years now um okay. specifically working with the goddess Morrigan I think I think it's three or four years <laughs> if you could say in a nutshell in one sentence or a handful of words what she's about, what she brings to your life. It might not be everybody's experience, I'm sure, is a little bit different. But from mm-hmm. your perspective, what is she about? Like, why would someone want to work with her? I Okay, she brings a deep sense of strength, honor, 
and resilience to my life. Mm. Uh, as she sees the broken and, and the injured and the, the sad and the wounded, and she reminds them that you're a warrior, honey. You can do it. You can get up. You can fight on. And she often does speak to people who've had very difficult lives, and it helps them to get up and be the warrior that they were always meant to be. I'm so glad I asked that because we're almost out of time, and that's such a kick-ass way to end the show. I love that. <laughs> Um, do you feel that she's helped you with depression in that get up? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. And whilst depression is something that many of us may struggle with lifelong, it's, it's definitely something that we can, we can kick its ass on a day-to-day basis. And she absolutely yeah. helps with that. Yep, 100%. Yeah. I like that you said day-to-day basis. That's why it's so important to have practices a container of practices that when you don't feel like it and when you have depression, you don't feel like it often. Like that's almost, <laughs> that's almost yeah. like the, the subtitle of depression, depression. I don't feel like it. So having practices that can sustain you through those moments, um, whether they're spiritual, witchy, um, or just basic things, you know, like rituals in your day. I, I feel like that is so important for someone that's going through that. Absolutely, yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking us, to us today. Is there anything you want to leave people with, like one tip for creating the kick-ass life of your dreams? Do what you love and love what you do. <laughs> yes. I think that would, be, that would be it. Well, thank you very much for having me. It was super exciting. Yes, you're an example of you're an example of someone who show the love. So thank you, much love, everybody. Peace. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.